You're not letting me go. You're just not seeing me leave. Two-man band, symphony of awesome. I'm sorry, big man. This just ain't working out. Trail ends here. Geek enthusiasts, nerd aficionados, and deadheads, we are back for Malice Cast TV Talks, our after show reaction, recap, and review podcast, the 3R podcast. Um, it's just us sitting down talking about shows that we love, and one of those shows that we consistently talk about, and we talk about every single Monday after it airs here on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Malice Corp. At 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Mondays is The Walking Dead, and The Walking Dead just came back with its mid-season premiere, Season 9, Episode 9, Adaptation, right? Yeah, Adaptation. Adaptation. (laughs) That's the name of the episode. Um, You have me, Mass5150, on the cast as a bit of a host here, um, along with my other two stooges, uh, Icy Zorro. How goes it, sir? Fantastic. Uh, just watch both the episode, or you know, the episode and and Talking Dead. So I'm I'm good to go. Cool. I enjoyed this one. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, also, our deadhead aficionado, our big zombie fan freak, when it comes to The Walking Dead, we have Mrs. Malice on the cast. How are you? I am fabulous, and I have to agree. I liked it too. It was I'm a good episode. Good. It was yeah. a good episode. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it was a bad episode. I just. I just expected more. But um, it's a buildup. It's a buildup. That's definitely. Yeah, we're, we're we're no longer in the age of Scott Gimple, where it's like, oh, the mid-season finale. Let's all the shooting. Yay! Let's <laughs> just, <laughs> substantial. Yes. Yeah. So um, we open up the show with a quick little uh, kind of what happened, and then we just sit down and talk about the show. And interact. And if you're watching this live on the Twitch channel, then you can interact live with us as well and know us. Let us know what your thoughts were on the episode. If you're not watching this live, if you're listening to this on, say, Stitcher or iTunes, or you're over at malice-corp.com and you're listening to it there, come back on Monday nights and watch live with us. Or heck, look up Malice Corp on Discord if you use Discord and come talk about uh, zombies and The Walking Dead with us at any time. So. That's my plug to start. So <laughs> now we're going to. So this episode, you came back. It picked up right up where the midseason finale ended with uh, the death of Jesus. Uh, walking dead. Not quite. It started. It started with a little like forty-five second um, previously on, which I've never yeah, seen before on this of, show of Michonne. Michonne giving the the. A recap. recap of what happened. Yeah. Well, because usually you get the same forty-five seconds, but it's just it's just usually that uh, that really gravelly voice previously on The Walking Dead. You know, because <laughs> it's that little. This time it was actually Michonne's little speech that she yeah, had. She was about, narrating through it. Yeah. yeah. Which was um, cool. It was cool. When you have, they've never well, done that. When you have what three months since an episode, you you need a little bit of a of a recap. It's the same type of thing. If you go to Netflix, Netflix goes. Here, we're going to throw like a five minute trailer of what happened the last season on something so that you can catch up. Because yeah, but at least they make that optional. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they've, yeah, they've never had a character from the show kind of 
narrate the beginning of the show, at least not on The Walking Dead, to catch us up, which was something new and kind of cool at the same time annoying, his narration. <laughs> and Jack, it's just, uh, Jack, our producer, is in the chat room just spouting off stuff. So please, come watch the show live so we can get other people talking besides him just uh, tearing us apart. Um and we're going to narrate the narration. Yes, we're narrating the narration. That's what this show is. It's an after show reaction, recap, and review. That's narrating what was narrated. <laughs> um, okay. We're taking our jobs, darn it. <laughs> so, yeah, we pick up in the cemetery, um, fighting a couple other whispers, and uh, making Michonne's group making their way back to the hilltop. Uh, a lot of screen time for dead Jesus. <laughs> this right? this Seriously. Um, I wonder, did like he have to come back and reshoot stuff or was that all shot before? They're just, yeah, it was, it was a lot. I mean, obviously the stuff in the, in the, in the graveyard was all shot on the same night, but like, you know, the later scenes where he's being carried over on the horse and stuff, like, did they have to bring him back for that? I don't think they did. I think he he actually made a comment of like he can't wait to see the episode because he has a lot of screen time in terms of being yeah. dead. I can imagine oh. though him coming back, he probably went, "Yay, no lines." Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so he uh, we we got them kind of uh, dealing with his death, watching the whispers as they come up to him. They took out a couple more, took a couple more masks, and then they tricked some of the whispers on a bridge. And happened to catch one of them, which we find out way later is Lydia, which we were expecting to happen at some point because that's what happens. We in the now know for sure is going to fall in love with what's his name. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so they get back to the hilltop. Um, yeah, they get back to the hilltop. They show that uh, that J Jesus is dead. Um, talk about how it means so much to the hilltop that they actually brought him back. You know, this whole still division that's going on between the hilltop and Alexandria. Yeah, and it was interesting looking at Tara's face where she kind of uh, just realized quickly in her head, like, Jesus is dead. Ah, oh, crap, I'm in charge. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Yeah, Tara's, Tara's fully in charge now. Um, and that's the point that is made to her because we get Grace Under Fire back on television again. Uh, which we were wondering if she was still there after we didn't see her, I think, in the first half she, of last season. She just stumbled out of her trailer. <laughs> three. Um, but she makes the state the point to her that, you know, if a capital punishment time comes for this little this girl that they're bringing in, they're going to look to Tara and hope that she does what is needed to be done. They take her downstairs. They try and get questions from her. They don't trust her. Michonne definitely doesn't trust her, doesn't believe what she's saying. They have the funeral for um, for Jesus. During the funeral, Daryl goes back downstairs, really just goes full interrogation, throwing her against walls and stuff to get information. He, he finally gets a little bit of what they were doing why they were doing the things the way they were doing, but she was still very, very uh, not she giving was, a lot of information out. She was giving a lot of false information, too. For people that have read the, the comics, you know that all the information she's giving here is pretty much garbage. Like, he's like, how many How many were there? She's like, 10, 10, there were 10 of us. And 30 seconds later, she's like, no, it's just me and my mom. That's it. And then yeah, told, a whole lot of back and yeah. forth. A lot of back and forth. Um, Henry 
starts yelling at Daryl, leave her alone, you know, the new <laughs> yeah, and so Daryl, you find out being smarter than than you think is uh, was purposely kind of um, using hey. Henry to get information because the pity party started from Henry as soon as Daryl left, and they started talking, and he got her name out. He was already starting to get more information from Lydia than Daryl did the whole time. Your I never thought Daryl was stupid. I knew he was smarter than he Oh, was. I know. I know, but I didn't, realize, <laughs> I didn't realize he'd be sitting next to the window waiting to like... Yeah, hey, and well, Norman Reedus on, on Talking Dead, he, he said basically like that was Daryl's plan the whole time. You know, uh, be super mean to the girl so that Henry would get into protecting her and then they would, you know, she's more likely to share information with somebody that she sees as relatively on her side and he gets to listen. That was his plan. He hints it. He says something to Henry right before he leaves the shell, like you will stay down here and think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does say something like that to Henry, and then he goes upstairs and sits there and listens. Well, because he's he's creating that that like, oh, we're both we're both be- being beat up by these people here. And you know And remind me, is Henry down in the jail still for having yes. like gone drunkenly yeah. outside of yep. the walls? Yep, yep. same situation. The punishment he's, for that. He's supposed to be down there for one more day. Three days, I think it was that they said. Yeah. So that's why when he brings him out, he's like, well, you still got to go back in there in two minutes. Don't get used to this. And he's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, hey, they said you had one more day left on your sentence. So, and Jack is a good cop and bad cop without telling the good cop. Exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, because as we see towards the end, Henry's not the brightest or the best at interrogation. Um, no. No. Um, the other, the other major... her all the information. The other major things that happened in the hilltop... Um, we got revelation of man, Eugene was ready, man. Eugene was really just going to let his heart it, just tell Rosita about how that much love so with her. painful to watch <laughs> before she runs away from him and she's immediately puking outside, which is like, oh man, <laughs> <she really laughs> like, wow, that really messed her up. She did not want Eugene to be into her. <laughs> but, but oh wait, no morning were, sickness. Yeah. Yes, we learn that she's pregnant with Sadiq's child while she's with Gabriel, and Eugene is hearing it. So there, there's a love triangle in the comic books. This is a quadrupod. I mean, this, this is <laughs> a huge love triangle. <laughs> it's a love trapezoid. Yeah, this this is nuts. This this step level that they're taking. This also, to. how everybody how, wants Rosita. <laughs> how common is eavesdropping in these communities? Like. <laughs> Their window ceiling just is. Eugene wasn't looking to eavesdrop. They were just stupid enough to like, we're going to talk right outside his window. Yeah. Because TV drama. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) This was was like the episode of like window talks. (laughs) Seriously. It's no no longer talking dead. It's, or the walking dead. It's window talks. Yeah. (laughs) One of the things that I love about this show is that they, they, the dialogue that they write for individual characters can be so goddamn amusing. Like all the weird little catchphrases that Abraham used to have and every word that comes out of Eugene's mouth has to be written in this weird tortured syntax with all kinds of oddball references. It's like Dennis Miller meets uh, Bill Engvall. It's weird. There was another window conversation too between Negan and his good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the B story. We'll get into that in one second. The last, the last bit of the main story was that we get Luke and brr, I forgot his name. It starts with an A. The good, the uh, good. Speaker. Alden. 
Alden, yeah. <clears throat> Luke and Alden going out to try and find the rest of the crew of Michonne's side um, that was at the cemetery that split off from them. While they're out there, he notices Yukio, y- y- Yumiko? Can't remember Yumiko. her name. Yumiko, yeah. Uh, Luke starts noticing her uh, arrows being stuck in trees, which he's like, she's leading us somewhere. And and Alden's like, I think you're looking too far into it. It's probably just some stray arrows. And he's like, no, no, no. It's definitely leading us somewhere. And he starts making jokes with him about the... Two-man band. The upcoming, yeah. Arrows. For the upcoming fair, the festival. Um, and that they'll, they'll have to perform there. As the trail goes, we find out that Alpha, who they haven't actually said is Alpha yet, but we know it because... We oh, that's it. Alpha. Yeah, we read the comic. <laughs> Alpha's gun and everything has created the uh the the trail. It wasn't actually uh who we thought it was. Yumiko. And Yumiko. And uh she she gives a different phrasing than what we get in the comics, which is trail ends here, and they are surrounded and caught by the whispers. Um that's where your episode ended there. <laughs> dun dun dun. Uh, on your B story, which I think is probably the best story of this episode. This was yes. what really had me intrigued on the episode. Me too. Negan. Negan. What Negan did after he got out of the jail cell. He gets out. He has freedom tomatoes. Because you could just... Freedom, tomato. face freedom tomatoes. Freedom tomatoes. <laughs> Tastes so much sweeter in the open air. <laughs> he goes roaming around Alexandria for a little bit. And then he starts climbing the wall to get out. Uh, Judith catches him, threatens him with the gun. He tells her, tells her she's not going to shoot. She's trying to stand her ground. They do a whole back and forth. She finally lets him go, to which she responds, if I see you again, I will shoot you. And he's like, I bet you will, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that little girl I, I, is honestly, awesome. I'm starting to like, I, I, like, I'm starting to really like Judith. And I already like Negan, because he's like the best bad guy, good guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they have... They have the most best like interpersonal dynamic on the show right now. Those two together are magic. It's like yeah. watching Rick and Daryl. <laughs> uh, I don't want to go that level yet, but um, so Negan gets out. He's been six years in prison, and there's just nothing for him. He does find himself a new uh, a new leather jacket, though. Well, uh, I want to talk a little bit about that scene because he he finds this. Uh, store male apparel store mm-hmm. and there's a sign that says new shirts uh sporting goods leather products and i was like okay first of all it's a weird three things to sell in one store uh, if that's all you're selling but it was also like he had just taken up ripped off his other shirt after he was throwing up from drinking stream water i was like well he needs a new shirt and then he can get a leather jacket and maybe yeah. a seal but there was no no seal if this most of this episode for negan well, by himself it's, it's, felt like a search right? it's a it felt like a search right? for a new Lucille. But it did say sporting goods in there, right? Yeah. yeah. So he could have got a new Lucille. It's just all I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, he saw that sign and it was like, check, check, and check. Perfect. I'm in the right place. Yeah. I Maybe that's where, you know what? It, it almost looked like the exact same jacket, so it may have been the place that he always went to for his jackets before anyway. <laughs> that's maybe. a possibility. I didn't thought of that. I want to, so. you know what's really cool is that we're now seeing more dogs in this show. Oh my God. The dogs are just popping up everywhere. And that's what happened. He gets there. He sees, um, I'm assuming somebody made like a makeshift family with uh, uh, mannequins and then blew their own head out. 
blow their own brains out. So um, I, that's oh okay. That was sad. It looked like to me because it had like a mannequin sitting on the couch set up where it looked like the person was probably sleeping because they had like blankets and stuff there as well. And another mannequin on the other side of them that was kind of put together and propped up. And then they shot themselves in the middle of it. And I'm just assuming they made like a little What's makeshift. Mannequin, probably realized I'm talking to mannequins. I'm going nuts. I'm going insane. And I don't want to die alone. And turn to be honest, Kate. Nine years, into the, nine years into the zombie apocalypse, they're not just talking to the mannequins. I have a question with that. Was that like a reference to um, I Am Legend? <laughs> no, might be. <laughs> Never know with uh, Nicotoro and stuff. So, yeah, that, you're right. It kind of looked like the you know the old 1950s nuclear test site nuclear family setups. <laughs> yeah. And somebody finally was just like, nope, I'm done. And Jack says Negan is not a good guy. He is just a good actor playing a really charismatic bad guy. No longer. I do not no agree longer. with that. I say at the beginning. Either. But he is, he, he is taking a big turn. Now, yes. he does go back to Sanctuary looking like he's trying to pick up what, what was left and hoping that there was people going to be there so he could get right back into that, that fold. But he realizes that it's gone. Um, and he's trying to hold on to it so much that he runs into Big Rick. <laughs> oh, he says, hey, bad. around till the end, which is just a zombie that's dead, that's still there walking around. And even when other zombies start showing up to sway Big Rick away, he goes and kills the other zombies, reattracts Big Rick back to the door, and then goes it back inside because he's trying to reclaim what Sanctuary was. But was, it's yeah. It's not going to happen. And finally, he comes to that realization. He leaves. He takes... Was that Daryl's bike from that was stolen mm -hmm. from? You know? I believe so. Yeah, it was the one that Dwight nope. stole. That's nope. what I thought. Nope. Nope. Daryl nope. has his bike back. I thought that was the other one that he rebuilt with uh, with Aaron. Maybe, but like Daryl has the original bike back. Okay. Who knows? I know he got his original vest back in his... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, his his thing but okay but that's because he had made a little section wall with goods and stuff and then rats got into it and yeah so <laughs> he really has nothing on the outside which yeah, is rats rats are huge fans of canned green beans i don't know if you apparently know. yeah but yeah. he has nothing on the outside which judith basically said there was nothing out there um and you and when i heard that before i was just thinking of her just saying it i didn't think that she was like really literally being like there's nothing for you certain you know there's yep. no reason for you to go outside yeah um, and it's yeah i mean you think about it those uh three largish communities have been dominating that area for nearly a decade now so yeah pretty much everything in that area has been used or scavenged already yeah, yeah. and so then they he he starts going back to Alexandria or at least in that direction. Comes across Judith. She said she was going to shoot him yeah. next time she comes. She, she shot him. And, and apparently she she teleported out in the middle of nowhere to do it. Yeah. I was like, why yeah. is she standing in the middle of a road that he's motorcycling on? That's my comment on that is Shane would be proud. <laughs> he's mini. What she is is she's a mini um, Clint Eastwood where you just stand in the street waiting. And that eventually, big old, hat, big old gun yep, <laughs> that you're you're planning to shoot. <laughs> so, um, they have a nice little back and forth talk. She talks about how people are waiting for him, looking for him. 
and uh, looks like they're going back to Alexandria. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm going back anyway. I love the dynamic between those two. I was said a little bit earlier before, but uh, like just little moments that she had where she finally just decides like, all right, whatever. And so she gives a little shrug and turns around like, yeah, whatever. You come on, come along or don't come along. Totally up to you. I kind of felt bad for the actress because it seemed like in the two scenes that she was in this episode, she had to hold that big, you know, Colt 357 aimed the whole time. That gun weighs half what she does. Yeah. Well, it's not, I don't think they gave her. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Just a prop. <laughs> what? They're not handing a nine-year-old a fully <laughs> <laughs> So you guys both said you lo- you liked the episode. It was an enjoyable episode. I liked it. It is definitely a build-up episode. Uh, what was your favorite moments? What was anything that you that you hated about the episode? <laughs> I would have to say any my favorites. I have several scenes. All my favorite scenes just happened to deal with Negan this time around because I felt like every scene was a scene more of who Negan is and who he really is. He was a bad guy, yet he's turning into a good guy, and I like that about him because he is my favorite villain out of the whole entire Walking Dead series. Um, I I don't think it's so much that he's turning into a good guy. He will be because he's looking for that something for him. But I think it's that he doesn't have anything and he doesn't want to be alone again and he's he knows he has to change yeah otherwise he'll be in that prison cell forever and the scene that i did not like of course is um not really many (laughs) i was like i like the entire episode i mean the only thing i could be kind of disappointed is that rosita is a um i can't say the word on (laughs) yes you can it's okay (laughs) We're on Twitch. And, uh, she's a she's a little hoochie mama, I guess you could say. I don't know about. That. I mean, it's she's getting around hoochie mama. Hood rat, hood rat, in nine years since the start of the zombie apocalypse, we know of three dudes that she slept with. <laughs> I mean, from well, I but mean, all at the same you know, time. there's more because you're forgetting about Abraham too. Come on, Abra- Abraham was one of the three. She hasn't slept with Eugene. She's never going to sleep with Eugene. Yeah. Two at the same time. Okay. Isn't it? She let yeah. him watch that I one time. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some other dude she's fooled around with too. Because I mean, she did say, "Hey, we fooled around before I got you know with Eugene." Or oh, I'd, I'd be trying. Yeah, she goes <laughs> the apocalypse. Yeah, everybody wants a piece of Rosita. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. <laughs> did you have anything, uh, Zoro? I mean, I I enjoyed most of it. Um, you know, most of the scenes were were good scenes. I clearly I love Negan and Judith. Um, I'm pretty much going to hate anything involving Henry um, just by default. <laughs> I still can't stand that kid. Just ugh. That's the older, that's the older brother though. I know. I know. It's that whole family. They're all terrible. I think he does a good job. He does a better job than his little brother did. Yeah. I just don't like the kid. I still got a problem with Judith. I still got a problem with Judith. That's my issue is, is the She's a badass. A little bad. They want her to be a badass. They want her to be a little, little, little kick-ass, little badass. But no, they, they want her to fill the role of Carl because that was supposed to be Carl's doing the whole. Right. Interaction. Give it to Henry. It's, it's, it's well, they, yeah, they split the the Carl Negan relationship in in between two different people, which I think yeah. we kind of predicted they were going to do. The way she gives her yeah. line, she still has like that 1980s "oh whoops" type of stuff every once in a while, and it just bugs the heck out of me. <laughs> no. Because I'm just like, this isn't, this isn't, I'm not watching Full House, you know. Yeah, she's going she's gonna to put down the gun and go, how rude. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every, I mean, uh, Nicotero, uh, JDM, and, and Norman Reedus all were just singing her praises on Talking Dead. They and you know what? This is the. I think this is where the problem is. Is uh, Chandler Riggs was really, as a child actor, was really good from the get go when he came in. Um, every child on The Walking Dead will now be compared to Chandler Riggs, and Chandler Riggs still had a growth period to get even to the level that he got yeah. to. And now we're starting all over with Judith again, ha- hoping like get to that level. And I think that's what's bugging me is is I I you had that level, you killed it off, and now we're trying to make something else that level, but the writing isn't isn't quite there yet for for the way that she delivers the lines. She'll get there. She'll get there. I mean, she will. She will if the show lasts. Um, <laughs> I didn't it just get renewed for season ten. Got renewed for season ten, but there's other news that came with that. So before we get into all that other news, let's uh, let's talk about uh, comic book versus show comparison to see what you guys uh, thought was better, either the television show or the comic book. Skybound.com put out its uh, comic book versus show comparison. I really enjoyed the show version of uh, there's not and Alden meeting Alpha at the end. Yeah, there's not big differences. Um, it's it's mainly being the fact that there's certain characters dead that aren't dead anymore yeah. uh, in the comics. That's that's where a lot of the big differences are. Aftermath, and roles. The cemetery attack, which led to Jesus' death, was a lot different in the comics. There was an ambush by the Whisperers. It didn't happen in the cemetery. Jesus didn't die. Whisperers attack another group of our heroes, leaving Dante and Ken as the lone survivors. And I love the way that they were, they explained Ken. You remember Ken? He was the guy who died saving horses. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jesus, who's still alive, heads out with his friend Darius to find Dante and the gang when they don't return home. So Mich- Michonne, Magna, and the gang are not involved in this at all. So it's pretty much the same exact thing on this. It just didn't happen in the cemetery. Um, yeah. I like the cemetery aspect of it just for the factor that we talked about. Like, it finally gave, like, a Night of the Living Dead look. Yeah. To it last last. Really it was a Romero homage. Um, on the way back to Hilltop, Daryl and the gang get jumped by a pack of whispers on a bridge. They handily kill all of them except one, a teenage girl, Lydia. Daryl rips off her mask, decides to take her prisoner, even though Michonne wants her dead for killing Jesus, which I love this. Hashtag justice for Jesus. Uh, <laughs> a similar scene. Careful, plays- that's going to be a weird hashtag across yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> similar scene plays out in the comics, issue 134. Jesus and Daryl also get attacked by whispers by a bridge, just like the show. They butcher everyone except the girl who was taken prisoner. Darius gets super stabbed during the fight, whereas in the episode, everyone makes that with barely a scratch, which, you know, it was Michonne and Eugene was already beat up. And Daryl, you're not going to have him get super stabbed right now. So the, they had to make it without a scratch. And Daryl's not even in the comic books, too. Yeah. That's the other difference. Yeah. I was a little curious as to why he was shooting walkers in the leg. Like so, he, but- which, one, which one was a whisper? Yeah, to find out more. Because as soon as he shot if they were holding a knife, no, 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 they didn't have knives out until it was like secretly stashed. So he shoot it in the leg, and if it just kept coming, that's it was a zombie. And as soon as he killed the other one, leg, he started screaming, and it's like okay, yeah, and then he got killed. The zombies attacked that dude that was screaming, and they left that girl pretty much. The girl, because it was only two of them from the whispers, and the there rest was of the zombies. Three total. Was there three? Yeah. I yeah. thought there was two. 
The first one that he shot in the leg, and then the two that turned around and started walking back, and then Michonne. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there was four, because there was two Michonne killed. Yeah. And the zombies were eating the dude that Daryl shot. Okay, so there was four. Okay, so now the B story. Negan's adventure outside of Alexandria. In the show, Negan escapes his cell. We already talked about this once, but the, the whole difference on this. For some reason, waits for morning, then climbs up the fence. Judith catches him, but decides to let him go. Negan tries to enjoy his newfound freedom, but quickly becomes lonely. He finds a jacket in an abandoned store, gets chased by dogs, returns to sanctuary to find it empty. It's all very depressing until Judith tracks him down and convinces, convinces him to return home. In the comics, way different for the most part. We talked about this one. That's mainly because Rick was there. In the comics, first issue 140, Negan does find his cell unlocked, but he decides to stay to prove to Rick he can be trusted. But Rick's his plan backfires and only pisses Rick off. His adventure in the episode actually mirrors his adventure much later in issue 174, following the Whispering War, where Negan is exiled from Alexandria, finds himself lonely in the wilderness. Maggie tracks him down to kill him, but finds he's worse than dead, so she spares him, which is basically what we got at the beginning of the season. And we haven't seen Negan since on that in the comics. So that's your big differences. Um, the other thing is the whole Rosita pregnancy on who she's with and who she's pregnant, because she's actually pregnant with Eugene's baby in the comic. Yeah. That's but it's the Deke's baby, actually. She's dating Eugene, but... In the comic, she's married to Eugene, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. she's, she's married to Eugene. Cheating on Eugene with Sadiq. Gets pregnant. They think it's Eugene's baby, but it's actually Sadiq's baby, and yeah. <laughs> it's literally turned into a daytime soap opera. But it's just, it's just yeah. that triangle. This now is a, is a, is a four-way. At uh, least in that category, that's daytime soap opera stuff. I kind of wanted to fast-forward through all that. I was like, really? Come on. Yeah, and Lydia is almost exactly how it went down in the comics, just that it's Henry instead of... Uh, in the comic books, so the, her characters seem more like, I guess you could say, blonde, because, I mean, it's in black and white, so yeah. tell, but she had, like, white hair, so I assumed that was, like, blonde or a lighter color hair. Me and too. In the show, she's got dark black hair, so that's the only difference between Lydia. Yeah, and, and then Alpha's first words in the comic is, don't move versus trail ends here. And... Yeah, that's it. But this is the interesting note I found is as we think about it with the differences between the comic and the show, I didn't realize how many now thinking about it, how many characters are show exclusive. Because I said, as they mentioned in the comics, Jesus, Carl, Sophia are still alive. Rick and Maggie are still around. Carol dead a while ago. And Tara, Daryl, Henry, and Alden are exclusive to the show. I didn't realize that thinking you know and then you put it's just it's just there's a yeah, lot it's like of, half and half there's a mm. lot of exclusive characters for the for the show now i just you, yeah. you don't think about it and you know most of it they're just redistributing storylines like we've talked about before um and some of it they're just they're the writing staff is really talented right now and in the comic books there was more people that survived from atlantis or atlantis, from atlanta i can't <laughs> atlantis would be better yeah J- jason momoa <laughs> guest stars than, than there is in the show because now it's literally the only survivors from that city are Daryl and Carol. Yep. Yep. Um, did you guys catch the one blink and you miss it Easter egg of Negan? Yep. Well, I didn't catch it at the time. I caught it because Nicotero told us what it was. Okay. I may have seen it. When he puked? Did you figure out what <laughs> the, it was? The place that he puked. Oh, 
oh yeah it was where um glenn died yeah i yep. noticed that. it's where he bashed out glenn yeah and so when he looks around it's like kind of like oh crap we're of all the places to end up <laughs> i've been here before like like they were just reusing a scene. I didn't even think that it was an Easter egg. I thought that it was just- They did it on purpose. They were like, let's go back and do the scene there because then he can look around and be like, hey, this is where it all started. This is where I first met Rick. This is where all this this ended up going. The, the way beginning of the end. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was kind of just, I didn't figure it out. It was just in my research that I, that I saw that. Uh, the other thing is, so with, we know what's going to happen with the fair we know <laughs> somebody's gonna die and somebody's head's gonna go ned stark style and end up on the Ooh, i hope they don't do it the way they did in the comic that's the Me thing too. now they're saying with all these differences and stuff like that um do you think that they'll go with the way they could go in the comic because right now there's a thought out there that it's going to be luke and alden that <sighs> will end up with their heads on a stick i don't want to lose fogel already i don't want to lose fogler already either Oh, but they said they said it was like it was kind of weird the way he was like, well, we're gonna perform at the fair in the two man band, and, and they're like, oh no, that's like, like a foreshadow right yeah. there. It's <laughs> a foreshadowing. I, I want them to fight. I want them to actually perform though. I I would love that. But <laughs> you I want them to play a little song. Will be moving. <laughs> I want I want Fogler dressed up like those one man band street performer guys, and the other guy comes out with like a Steven Tyler bandana. Heads on a spike, and they're still going to be zombies. You know, they're not going to drive through the brain, so their mouths still move. Put a boombox down, and it'll be playing Easy Street. Alpha Alpha going to have two little strings there, just like. <laughs> oh, we're bad. Oh. Um, I, yep, I would pay money to see that. I mean that's that's the that's the that's one of the thinkings on how it's going. I is there anybody that you'd rather have be the fir the the first two heads on showing um, up on a stick? I know what Ian can, or Zora's gonna say. <laughs> Henry. Henry. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Who would I rather see? I. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be comic book style. I don't want to lose Fogler, and I like the character of Alden. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like Alden, but I'm not investing all. I want to see more with him because they're just starting to like really kind of establish his story. Yeah, I think they're going to do more with him and uh, what's her name, Edith. Edith? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they have to play that up some more. Like there was the the brief little scene where they they show. Uh, Edith standing on top of the wall, just waiting for uh, for Alden and Luke to come back. Magna goes out there and does the same thing. Yeah. Apparently, apparently we're um, we're boring, Mister Malice, there because we're not interacting with him in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's saying Rosita nine zero two one moan. I'm not going to interact with that. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, if you we do need more people to come to this chat to interact with him, so you should come and join us. Or heck, Jack Malice, our producer, can get on Twitter and go tell people to come talk. Yeah, talk about the Walking Dead with us as well. So we're chatty. We're doing a recording here, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the other getting into the Walking Dead news. Um, just to, to this is going to be a short cast probably, but two things. One, 
it has been reported that potentially Lauren Karn Cohen could be coming back for a spinoff. Did Mac Whiskey Confidential already get canceled? Another spinoff? Oh, Whiskey Cavalier? No, it hasn't. That's why they say a spinoff. Something that's an expanded universe that can be done did, on its own time. Did anyone outside. notice that there was a commercial for her new show during The Walking Dead? <laughs> I didn't see that. I did. I happened to like, I saw her and I stopped it and I was like, I, so I got to see a preview of the new show. Well, that's the thing is they, they left it open for her to return at any time and they said mm -hmm. the door is always open for her. But now if you do a spin-off series, then it could be a limited series that they do kind of like they do with with they're doing with Rick with the three movies. Um yeah. so Maggie could be just gone from this universe, this this specific story altogether. Yeah. And that's kind of what we were expecting, right? I I don't know. Did any of you guys think she will show back up here? No. No, because we're not getting Morgan back either, because he's on fear. Yeah, so. he's gone. So is Dwight. That was the other news that broke while we were on vacation. Dwight is on fear as well now. Is he? Uh, yeah. <gasps> I did not know that. Spoil, you just spoiled it. Oh, no. <laughs> they put it out there, and they're showing pictures. I don't watch the news. No, it's all. I don't yeah. want to be spoiled. <laughs> well, yeah, he, that's where he's going. So we, we know he won't be showing up on The Walking Dead. Uh, did Dwight and Morgan have any interaction on The Walking Dead? Uh, Yeah. I think so, yeah. For sure, they knew of each other. Okay. So, I but can't yeah, remember if they were like ever face to face. He's going to fear, so he'll be over on fear. Um, so we know Dwight won't be showing back up over here because their fear is six years behind us now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other, the big news, because we already talked about how the show, the showrunner Angela King did a really good job getting the show on track with losing Rick. Did a good job of of setting up these three films that they're doing for Rick. Um, and the new act, the new, you know, Dan Fogler and all the new characters that have come in have done a really, really good job. And once again, Hey, the show could go on past Rick. It looks like it actually could survive. Maybe Daryl could be a, a front leader. No, the show will end when Daryl has gets killed. Off. Yeah. But the problem <laughs> is now it has been pretty much confirmed. Although, AMC, I believe, won't confirm it 100%, but everybody's talking about it, Entertainment Weekly and everything like that. It has been confirmed. Denai Guerrera has a few episodes in season 10, and then she's gone. She's leaving the show as well. Um, so Michonne's gone now. So are we back on the bus of, oh, crap. <laughs> we got, we well, got see, now I got to wonder about whether Judith and RJ will be around because she's their mother. I think RJ will be gone. Yeah, I think Judith will be... It'll Negan. The, the whole group's girl. <laughs> no, Negan. I think Negan is going to. He's he's fully latched on to this child as, yeah. like, um, you know. He's got a weird obsession with Rick's kids. Well, he had that connection with with with, um, why am I with oh. Carl? He had that connection with Carl, and she she clearly looks up to what was her past, the past of her family to Carl to Rick, and. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he I think because of the back and forth and the fight that Rick put up against, he really doesn't look at Rick as so much of a combatant, but as a brother type of thing. Like he has so much respect for a guy that didn't back down. Yeah, and, Professor X and Magneto. Yeah, actually beat him. And I think because of that, knowing Rick's gone, he wants to make sure Rick's legacy, Rick's family is taken care of. So protecting Shane's gotcha. What's, that means that RJ would end up being around because Nick or 
Negan would end up taking on the role as being like I think they just said, I, th I don't think Michonne because they said that Michonne is still that she's not going to get killed. She's doing kind of the same approach as Rick, where she's got some side movies that she's going to do to exit the story, which she might actually appear in one of Rick's films, which then you got to take RJ with just the factor that he can see he had a son with her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't think RJ will stay there. I think, I think she'll be gone. That was one thing that was brought up was like, well, what the heck? Negan was able to just walk around all day and then decided to leave. They said they actually started shooting really early in the morning. It was supposed to be dawn that he was like, he kind of was there for like 40 minutes and took off. That's why there was nobody inside Judith's room when he went and took the, the, um, compass. the compass because she would not be staying overnight by herself with RJ in the house. Michonne would put give her have somebody watch her. Yeah, but it still goes to the fact that Judith just roams off on her own. Because yeah, <laughs> like she's a friggin' nine year old, and this is what I'm saying. Where she like teleported out to that road somewhere just by herself. Nobody, nobody's keeping tabs on the the tiny girl with the giant gun. So that's my question with with fear improving as much as it did on writing last season and exceeding beyond where the walking dead was on writing in my, in my personal opinion and all these characters kind of branching off to do like these side projects. Is, is that what we want? Do, do you want to just, just start doing side projects and just give us a stronger, a stronger writing and don't try and keep the show alive. Cause I, I fear that, that they try and keep the show alive. It's going to deteriorate. All they all they have to do is just take Daryl, send him over to Fear Two, and we're good. Because <laughs> then Fear will just skyrocket it at that point. Because everybody like, to love Daryl. I like the new characters. I wish they would flesh them out more. And yeah. Jack says Maggie should, could be the head on the stick if they're going to completely get rid of her. Yeah, but they've already confirmed that pretty much they're looking at doing a uh, uh, spinoff yeah. with her potentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we've got this whole new group of characters that I mean, we've got some of their background, but like. You know, we don't have a whole lot on it. We've got the, the two deaf sisters and, you know, the girl that's angry all the time and the kind of stoned guy that used to be a music teacher. Um, and other yeah. than that, we don't have a whole lot on them. That's what I mean. Do you want to get to a point where it's like the characters that we're the most attached to, we have them all gone so that we can start all over again? I don't I mean, want to start I, all over I, again. I, I, I don't I, want nine more years. I don't. Yeah, at that point, what you should—it would be better to do a spinoff with new characters, taking like a single character like Michonne and putting her in a whole spinoff series with a bunch of new characters, or taking even Negan and putting him and putting him in his own spinoff show. Because then we need to point, create the Frasier to to this show's. What they're doing with these movies? These movies are the little spinoffs to take care of that storyline, and close it out and do whatever. But the problem is these actors are going on to bigger. Andrew Lincoln already had a pretty decent career when he came into The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. After all, he was Love Actually sign guy. Um, so did Daryl and Negan. No, they had Daryl. Daryl had Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Several movies. And some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was cult. It was cult. You know, it wasn't like big movie. You know. Andrew wasn't a, a front runner face, but he was in big no big movies. Yes. So 
Andrew now wants to have that family life, but he's still he's still gotta gotta make a living. So that's why he's doing the. He probably part. really doesn't. He's been the star of one of the most popular shows in the world for a decade. Yeah, yeah. Probably never needs to work again. Probably. Deny is on the rise like no other right now. Her star is just just skyrocketing. Oh yeah. Um. So you don't want to be bogged down with the television show. I granted it's the number one television show in terms of viewership. Even with all the the complaining that happens with the show, it's still top producing a, a viewership. She wants to embrace that movie. She's got us coming out, and then the Black Panther film, and she's she's just she's skyrocketing right now. Daryl, he's he's Walking Dead is is pretty much it. He can do other shows. He's, he's also producing other shows on AMC. Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing the acting aspect, so that's why, you know, hey, they backed up the Brinks truck and they said, you can't leave. <laughs> he said, okay. Yeah, and he said, fine, I want to have a show where I ride motorcycles with my buddies all around the world, and they were like, done. Yeah, but it's just, it's it's a concern. It's It looks like every time they're trying to fix this and make things better and look like, hey, okay, we can do this, that it uh, somebody else decides to. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, if they took like the the characters that even the new ones that we just got introduced to, and if they hadn't done the time jump, and they would have been smart and just moved everyone to the fear and let The Walking Dead just die out, then that would have probably been okay. They're not, gonna let, everybody everybody move, they're not gonna let everybody move to fear because, not but like certain characters that are the most popular, the ones that are most loved, if they would have moved them to fear. Fear would have skyrocketed. I mean, it did already with Morgan going to it. So if they had added those few extra characters like Maggie, Daryl, um, Rosita, <laughs> Eugene, um, the show would have even went higher up and they could have just let The Walking Dead die out. Do you think it skyrocketed more because Morgan went over there? Do you think it skyrocketed more because... I think it skyrocketed because of the quality of the writing. Yeah, I think and both. the characters. I think it was both. I, I think... I think I think at the beginning for that first episode, that first crossover to bring people's eyes over there. But I think that quality of writing is what kept people stuck around. Cause if it would just been just Morgan over there, everybody was always like, I'm going to see what happens with Morgan and then I'm going to bounce. <laughs> and they stuck, they stuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, they're, they're planning on doing potentially a Europe walking dead where, you know, stuff that's happening over on the other continent. So they're not going to merge all these people, you know. No, Main Walking Dead, in my opinion, should, uh, even if the writing stays really good, kill it after season 10. Okay. Everything up and just be done with it. Yeah. And that's what I, I was going to And I never wanted to end, but at this point, they are pretty much, as Mr. Malice says in the chat, beating a zombie horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's going down the soap opera route at times. If you, they have no end and they keep replenishing people, but that's because the people die off in real life. They're like, we need we need a new body. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I think at this point it should be killed after season ten, even though I don't want it to. But then you know what? I got Netflix. I can always watch all the seasons again. <laughs> yeah, and you do all the time. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's I, I, I. We could go another thirteen minutes. I'm sure. Just, just. But we're we're good. This is this is it for the show this week. Um, it's good to see it came back with a strong episode. We're happy with it. 
next week looks like it's going to be a lot of alpha and getting a little bit of a uh, background on that. Nice. I Good. am looking forward to it. Yeah. I want to see her shave her head with a buck knife at some point. It's um, scary. <laughs> I want Negan to get some form of Lucille back so I can finally wear my Lucille hat that I bought waiting for him. Like the episode that he gets Lucille back, I was going to wear that hat and be like, okay. But yeah, I don't foresee that happening anytime soon until they get into like him fighting Negan, fighting the Whispers. Yeah, so that's it. Um, let's talk about where we can follow everybody if you want to talk The Walking Dead with us. As always, like I said, there is a Discord for Malice Corp. You can look up Malice Corp on Discord and uh, come join in the conversations. Have them anytime, wherever. It is a support all streamers type of of, of format. So we want to help each other out. We want to support you. You guys can support us and and share what ideas and and shows and things that you have going on out there. Um, If you want to follow this cast and everybody that happens to do stuff on these casts check out malice corp on twitter or all nerd podcast on twitter and head over to our website malice-corp.com if you really want to support us if you're going to be purchasing anything on amazon make sure to click on the amazon link on the website and before you go and purchase purchase all your items we get a little kickback you get what you're looking for and if you want to support us here you can just click that subscribe button especially if you have amazon prime because then you get a free 30-day subscription to give to a channel every single 30 days you can give it to us one month give it to somebody else another month whatever you want to do uh mrs malice where can people follow you outside of the show somewhere over the rainbow no i'm at twitter mrs malice uh what is it four one three four <laughs> i can never remember my tag name <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'm, thinking, I'm just reading Jack stuff in the yeah. Talk about castles. Yeah, uh, castles make sense. Yeah, so in the in the uh, Jack was talking about the possibility of the European Walking Dead show, and so they have something over there that would be very helpful in surviving the zombie apocalypse. Castles, but at the same time, I don't feel like that worked super well with the prison. So, I mean. <laughs> Granted, moats maybe a little more effective for a time than chain link fencing, but <laughs> where can people follow you, Zoro? <laughs> At IC Zoro on Twitter, Instagram, and PlayStation Network. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at mest underscore malicecorp or at mest5150 on Instagram. And uh yeah, we will be back next Monday to talk all things dead with you guys about the next episode, season nine, episode 10. And I don't know the name of the episode, but come back here. If you're a wrestling fan, Wednesday nights, we, uh, we have a wrestling podcast here on Twitch Friday nights. We have the all things nerd podcast and we will be back here this Friday. And guess what? If you like the walking dead, you should go over to malice, malice corp and click on fear the walking dead on the nerd fight vote voting poll, just so that I beat other people for the most improved television show on tele- on TV or whatever. Um, <laughs> With Are that, you that poll again? <laughs> with that, we will see you guys uh, next Monday. Keep talking dead to each other. Remember, we're all infected and stay safe out there.